Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Izati Nordin Podcast. And today we have Sarah! <laughs> Hi Sarah! Hi! How oh, we are here to share our like stories with um listeners who are like willing to listen to us. Okay. Kita cuba. Kita cuba. Kita cuba. Yes, exactly. So, um, let's learn more about Sarah Izan. If you guys have listened another episode which I've done with Ivina, Ivina is one of my um, colleague from uh, USM alumni and Sarah also is another one. So, let's know more about how is her journey to become a speech therapy. How do you, after SPM, what do you do and then... What makes you go into this profession that you are in right now? After I received my SPM result, uh, okay. I went to College Matriculasi Kedah for one mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. For one year. Then uh, after that, I went to USM mm-hmm. for uh, four years. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 2016 and then after six months staying at home, mm-hmm. uh, I got my first job uh, in Hospital Wanita and Kanak-Kanak Likas Sabah. Mm-hmm. That was my first thing in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah. Mm-hmm. So far away from home. Yes. <laughs> And then right now, you are still in Sabah? Oh, no. Right now, I'm in Kedah. After two years and nine months, I think, in Sabah, mm-hmm. uh, finally, uh, uh, I was transferred to Hospital Sultanah Bahiyah, Alostar, Kedah. Mm-hmm. And then, I've been working in Hospital Sultanah Bahiyah for almost two years now. Mm. So, uh, dah nak dekat lima tahun dah kot kerja. Uh, April, April, April 2022 cukup lima tahun kerja. Hmm, yes, yes. Congratulations on that. You have lots of experience. <laughs> lots of experience. Okay. <laughs> like from your story just now, you said that um after you have your SPM result, you straight away enroll into matriculation, right? So yes. like um in Matriculation, we are actually um, have three type of, I mean, modules. Yeah, module. So we have um, um, what module one, two, and three, right? So yes. like for, for me, I entered matriculation with the, in, I enrolled in the first module, which comprises of um, physics, um, chemistry, and uh, Biology as the main subject. So, how about you? Uh, I choose module three, I think, because I cannot, I really cannot, cannot understand physics at all. I mean, it's like, it's like my, the least favorite, my least favorite subject is physics. So, I try to stay away from physics. So, I end up choosing module 3 but in module 3 since uh, we don't have physics we have mm-hmm. computer science mm. in which I'm also I also <laughs> don't really like it but I cannot I cannot I cannot go with physics so I just choose computer science but 
until now I'm not really I'm not really into IT. I'm still consider myself as buta IT. <laughs> I can't even I can't even use Microsoft Excel properly. So nah. It's okay. Yeah, just, if you don't know how to learn Microsoft Excel, you can always learn it from me. So you just have to contact me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, masih lagi buta IT sampai sekarang. Okay. So we have like um two different modules around here. So maybe like the listeners out there who is like considering to continue in matriculation, maybe they can like refer to this kind of like sharing. So I was thinking of like let's compare our schedules. So like for me, I have like all those practical and everything, right? So my classes will be like around 8 until 6pm. So how about module 3? Do you have like back classes like module 1 or you have like uh, a bit restful matriculation? I think schedule. I think uh I think my schedule is also packed during that time because even though uh because computer science is still one of the main subjects that we mm-hmm. took so uh our class is still from 8 a.m until 6 p.m mm-hmm. almost every day I think mm-hmm. so I think our schedule is also uh, is also uh, is almost the same mm-hmm. and then uh Hmm. And then that, and then if you take module two, mm-hmm. it's the same also. Uh, but in module two, if you if you don't like biology, then you you will take module two because in module two they don't have biology, they have physics, mm-hmm. chemistry, maths, and computer science. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you cannot 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 uh, if you don't like the biology subject, then you don't have to take module 1 or module 3 lah you can choose module 2 but you don't have any choice if uh, in all all in all three modules you will have to learn chemistry you will mm-hmm. have to learn maths uh, mm-hmm. that's that's the main uh, that's the compulsory subjects in all three modules lah mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. true exactly and we get to like look, do the experiment in biology lab or yeah. uh, physics lab and chemistry yeah. lab i think that one is quite fun lah yeah <laughs> so I, as far as i can remember the days and when i was in matriculation yeah yeah i i don't uh, i i like chemistry so during matriculation i have no problem doing apa homework for chemistry subjects because I love chemistry but then again if you ask me what the island in chemistry during matriculation I seriously can't remember anymore <laughs> if you ask me also I don't <laughs> remember yeah. I only remember that I've done something like um the experiment that you can see the different colors of the salt I think I quite remember about that <laughs> I only re- I I I only remember that we did dissections on white rats. <laughs> that one is quite. <laughs> yeah, I only remember that part. I think <laughs> we we did it in, we did it in matriculation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Too. So for me, after like I enrolled to matriculation, I straight away uh, registered for USM and also under UPU to see what are the subjects or the courses that I want to pursue on. So at that time, I, I, 
I can't really like specifically remember why I choose speech therapy course in USM specifically actually, but the 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 most of the part that I can remember is actually like I think I already mentioned to you why I choose speech therapy because of the name of it. <laughs> Sorry, you you choose because of the name of it or it only <laughs> name of it, and also I thought that I can like talk a lot if I choose this kind of course at that time during matriculation mm-hmm. days because I don't okay. really like research uh, do research about it like very detailed about it. So I just like enroll during and then I go for interview because we have to go for interview for the speech therapy program in USM KK, and then. Wait for the results. So, how about your journey? For what makes you enroll into this program? Um, same like you. I didn't. I didn't know. Um, actually, I don't have. I don't. I'm not that ambitious. I just want to be. At first, I wanted. I wanted to be a teacher. So, uh, I applied for. Uh, teaching courses. I, I think speech pathology is is the last is my last choice. I think so. Um, and then uh, I went to interview for speech pathology in USM, and also uh, went to an interview for teaching course mm-hmm. at UU UUM. I went the interview at UUM. So and then uh uh and then I received two of uh two offers I think mm-hmm. one uh from USM and mm-hmm. another one is from University Putra Malaysia UPM mm-hmm. uh to become a teacher in counseling I think mm-hmm. so uh so and then I was I was going to choose UPM at first mm-hmm. but then my late grandma said, "Ah, uh, no lah. Apa? There's there are so many teachers in our family already. So just choose speech pathology, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> so ah, uh, I rejected the UPM offer, and then I accepted the USM offer lah. So oh. then I went to USM. Oh, interesting story there. So." Your grandmother plays an important role for you to choose which of the courses that you yeah. are like, choosing to pursue on. Yeah, if it wasn't because of her, then maybe today I'm not a speech therapist. Maybe today I'm a teacher oh. at, at school, at some school. So, oh. because of her, I am a speech therapist today. Yeah, I see. And then also interesting, I didn't know that your family is like, um, you have lots of teachers in your family members. I didn't know about mm-hmm. that. My, 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 both my, both of my maternal grandparents were teachers. Oh. So, so, that's how we met in USM. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met in USM. If not, there will be no J-Bond. <laughs> By the way, Jaybon is our like group name, and they are like two other person. Who, so the two other person who are listening, don't be jealous that we are having a conversation right now. Okay, if you want to join us, please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> you should invite three of uh three of us one day. <laughs> yes, I do consider to con- 
good to invite everyone at once actually but then I afraid that I cannot control all, yeah, all of you yeah. at one time so yeah, yeah. I think that I should like try to separate or try to attend with my person at uh, first time and see how if like one of the person can be uh, can cooperate quite well then only I can invite <laughs> the other two <laughs> I totally agree with you. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to control myself right now not to say um, weird things. <laughs> um, both of us actually like Korean dramas, right? Oh yes, yes, very so, much. So, um, as a speech therapy working in hospital, I think both of us actually enjoy the hospital playlist, right? Oh, very much. I enjoy watching that drama very much. Yeah, so I I still have that kind of feeling of like remembering the hospital playlist kind of like the story of the drama. Okay. And especially in season 2 lah. <laughs> okay, oh, <laughs> why? It is a show about doctors, specifically. It's about hospital playlist, but then they... They include our profession inside that drama. Yeah. So how I can't, you can't, you can't believe how grateful I was when they showed that kind of like situation. Yes, even though yes. it, it doesn't even like around five minutes, it's just like less than one minute, I think. But there's like two scenes of of a patient um seeing a speech therapy in that drama. Right, right. Because, because our profession is not a well, it's not a very well known profession. You know, not mm-hmm. everyone uh knows about our existence because mm-hmm. I people people know there's physiotherapist. Physiotherapist mm-hmm. is really really is quite a famous one, but mm-hmm. I don't think that many people know uh that speech therapist exists too. So when I saw that scene in hospital playlist, I was like, oh, OMG, finally, finally, there's, there's a medical drama, a legit medical drama that mentioned about our profession in the drama and then uh, it includes our profession in the rehabilitation process and all. So I was like, I was very gra- grateful of that scene. So I was so happy to see that scene too, and then uh, there's our uh, favorite imaginary neurosurgeon Che Songhua. She's the one who introduced uh, our profession in the drama. So, oh my god! <laughs> yes, exactly. She was like, she is a woman, and then she is the neurologist, and then she is the one who introduced our profession. So it's like very, very. It's a very great way in order to try portray our profession because not only because she she is a neurosurgeon, <laughs> it's also because she she is a woman. Because in our profession, most of the um, therapists are mostly female. So Betul. the way that yes. the way that Chae Songha portrays herself, not only as a neurosurgeon and also as a woman, so it really makes us like it's um, maybe makes us a little bit more like inspired to. Um, give more values to the community, just like she is in that drama. Yeah, maybe. And then, and then one thing, uh, the uh, in the drama in the hospital playlist, the role of a speech therapist is was played by a woman also. So I think maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, women. 
maybe in our profession memang mostly women kot. I don't maybe, know. Maybe I generally so. women kot. Yeah. Sebab even in Korea also they show a women uh, yeah. a, a personnel of a woman who do that kind of treatment to the patient, right? Right, right, right. And then hmm. in uh, I think in Return of Superman also in one of the episodes, I think they they show they show some uh, some clips where the parents brought their children to a, a child developmental specialist. I think I, I I'm not sure whether there's a speech therapist or, or not, but they did talk about language development. So they must be uh, one of them must be speech therapist. So uh, during the scene, uh, memang perempuan juga. So I thought. Maybe hmm, maybe majority of speech therapists are women could. Hmm, I think maybe. lah. Uh, for context purposes, for those who didn't like watch Return of Superman, Return of Superman is a, a reality show where the father is taking care of the child at home for 24, yeah. 24 or 48 hours. I think 48 hours could. Uh, without 48, the mother. Yes. 48 hours without the mother. So we can see how the father is interacting the child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the mother. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I keep... Uh, this is the show that helped me in order to learn how to give language stimulation to the child. Yes. Because yes, I, I can't how Korean uh, give the education to their parents and... Uh, to the parents. Because, like... Um, they actually know how to like inter- interact with the child quite well and then um, they know how to give language stimulation, how to like give, uh, how to teach their child what the things to look for and then I was like, how they manage to build this kind of like um, institution or something, maybe they build some kind of situation or something in order to like educate the parents in the early age. I'm not sure whether they educate before, after or during pregnancy. Yeah, during pregnancy. But I do think that it is a great effort in order to like educate them at the early stage of the child's development. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there's there's one scene also where uh, Song Ilku, I think, where he read uh, a storybook to his triplets. And then the way he read storybook to his triplet is very, very good and very interesting. Because you see, um, uh, shared, book read- shared book reading is not, a, it's not a culture in our society. But then it's a very good activity to uh, give language stimulation to your child especially if you if you act out the scene if you use animated voice you actually can uh, can teach your child so many words during the activity the shared book reading activity and then uh, and also during the activity you can also um, help your child to build interest in reading books so i think uh, the Return of Superman is a very good, very good uh, reality show for new parents to learn on how to give language stimulation to their children. I'm, a, I'm especially impressive with how Song Ilku 
uh, treat his triplets lah. Yes, exactly. So he clo- so he co- he co- okay. Ah, <laughs> <I really laughs> pronounce his name quite well, but uh, Mr. S- Mr. Song really have a very good interaction. I just assume maybe some parents would say uh, he's I guess, uh, he's an actor, so he can do all those things. But I don't think just because he's an actor, you can like uh, do all those things. Yeah, we are What not. Do you Ah, I I don't think it's because he's an actor. I think, I think maybe maybe at first you will feel awkward to do that, because like like us we the we are speech therapists and then we do we do use um different kind of intonation animated voices while playing with the child. At first, at first it it feels really awkward to. To do that because you need to be at the you need to uh, actually be at the same level with your child. You need to be childish when you play with your child so that they will respond to you. At first, it will it will be awkward, of course. But then eventually, if you do that every day, if you keep on doing it, then it will come naturally to you. I think practice makes perfect. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I agree about that because I do feel that I am also awkward at the beginning of uh, practicing clinical skills with my patient at the beginning of the clinical session, which we done it in USM. Yeah. And after like a few sessions, a few repetition of doing the same intonation and everything, we kind of like. Immune to it, I think. Then we don't yeah. find it quite awkward anymore. Awkward. And then it But, came to us naturally. Ah, uh, yeah. And then we just whenever we see um young kids, we unconsciously we use our yeah <laughs> intonation. Voice. Yeah, it's like uh, automatic change our intonation and face uh facial expression and everything. We automatic become a child. Childish, yeah. Uh, so it will come naturally to you if you do it every day. So, uh, I think to, uh, to the new parents out there, if you at first it will feel very awkward. You feel you kind of feel cringe and everything. But then if you do it every day, then you'll see that it will come naturally to you. Exactly. Great point that you bring up quite right there. Whenever like we feel like my parents feel awkward at the beginning, and then they will feel a little bit better after that, and then they feel more comfortable in using that kind of intonation. Talking about Mr. Song as well, another thing that I learned from the reality show is that how he disciplined his children. So whenever I saw that kind of videos as well, maybe parents who are like. Trying to find some examples of how to teach their child, maybe they can like refer to that kind of videos. Hmm. What I remember, what he did was um one of them is uh positive reinforcement, lots of verbal praises, especially, and then uh, I also remember the time out thing, the time out thing. Uh, actually. I think the most uh the most important thing is you need to acknowledge when your child uh made 
and make an attempt to do something. I mean, if he, for example, if he, if your child is trying to say a new word, for example, he's trying to say a, a bola, but then he said la instead of bola. So instead of discouraging your your child by saying salah lah, not ola, bola. Instead of saying that, you can actually uh, praise them first for making the effort. You can say, oh, pandainya adik sebut bola. So when when your child receives that kind of reinforcement, that kind of positive reinforcement, then I think it will help your child to feel more motivated to make more attempts to say more new words. But if if you if you continuously give them a uh, response like salah lah dia sebut macam tu salah lah dia sebut macam ni then your child will think ah malas lah nak sebut asyik salah je ha so I think one of the thing that Mr Song taught uh, Mr Song uh, portrayed in the show is that he continuously give verbal praises to his children when. Uh, they deserve to be praised. Uh, yeah, I think that's one, that's one uh, major lesson that we can learn from the show. Yes, yes. Very good explanation that you get there. And I hope parents will like benefit from the things that Sarah shared just now about how uh, verbal praise is important uh, so that we can encourage the child in order to like communicate with you more and also, uh, another one is right intonation with your child. Whenever, like, when you are communicating with your child, we use the right intonation. Uh, animated intonation so that the child will and enjoy talking to you with those kind of animation. Talking about parent, parental also, we are kind of like, uh, it's a part of our uh, role as a speech therapy in order to, to coach parents, right? So I yeah. learned that you got a certification from <laughs> certification from um, it takes two to talk from Hannah. So maybe like you can share how what inspires you to get that certification and how do you actually get that certification? Okay, so what inspired me the most because um. When I was in Sabah, mm-hmm. so my patients are, I I think 99% of my patients are children. Mm-hmm. I, almost 100% my patients are and children. And I saw like uh, 10 to 12 cases per day. Mm-hmm. Once in 6 months, I see them only once in 6 months. So it's not very... It's not a very um, effective for them, like actually, mm-hmm. because we we can only see uh I can only see the children once in six months because at that time there were so many patients, but there were only two of us working in hospital uh wanita kanak kanak Sabah. Hmm. So I thought, so I thought, okay, um, I need to do something mm-hmm. so that I can help the parents uh, and the children mm-hmm. so then uh, my ketua unit at that time uh, she suggested that we took the course she already had the hand in more than words so she suggested that we took the course it takes two to talk because mm-hmm. uh, if I take more at first I at first I was interested 
interested in taking the more than words uh, Hanan program. Mm -hmm. But then uh, in more uh, than words program, mm -hmm. I can only use that for autistic children. Mm. And then my 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 boss already have that certificate, so I mm -mm. don't think um. I so I thought why 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 should I take that course? I I think it takes two to talk lah because mm -mm. in in it takes two to talk. You can use it in uh every other children except for autistic groups. Mm. So I can use it in Down syndrome cases. I can use it in speech language delay cases mm -hmm. and so I thought oh okay lah. So, you kumpul duit banyak-banyak and then my boss invited the the coach, the Hanan coach from mm -hmm. from Australia, I think. Mm -hmm. Then he came uh, and she she came to Sabah and she was a very wonderful uh, instructor. She mm -hmm. was with us for three days or four days. I can't really remember. Mm -hmm. But then... After three to four days of intensive course, and mm -hmm. then we finally received the certification. Mm. So, uh, that's what inspired me to take the course, basically, to help mm. to help the parents and children in Sabah. Mm, I see. So it's kind of like. I can I cannot imagine how do you handle the cases in Sabah because you see like. 10 to 11 patients per day. So, in order to like compensate the time that you miss during that six hour, six months of break after seeing them for the first time and then, then only you can see them another time, that's why you enroll into this parent coaching. Is that right? Or am I like creating something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I actually, actually, I don't, I don't use... Uh, program to all of my patients because not everyone can commit to that oh. 10 to that 10 to I think 8 to 10 weeks program I think mm. uh, so because so I need to choose uh, parents who can only commit for that program because they need to attend the session for almost every week for 10 weeks I think Mm. Uh, so I choose only those who live near the hospital, mm -hmm. and then uh, uh, those who can come uh, early in the morning. Mm. Uh, so I only choose that kind of parents. Kalau in other cases, I just use, I just teach the techniques during the session, mm. and then parents try it during the session, and then that's it. That's and then that's it lah. No. Oh, interesting. So, if like um, you first you choose the parents that you want to like enroll them into this kind of parenting coaching program, and then you spend time coaching them for like ten weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because because oh. if they if because if they miss even one session, mm -hmm. and then and then it's uh, it's kind of impossible to. To just skip one session and then attend the next session, yeah, uh, it's kind of possible because the the technique is very continuous, and then uh, you have to complete the homework every week, and then I have to review the videos that they did with their child and everything. Mm. So I really need parents that can commit to that kind of thing. Mm. So if the parent cannot commit, then. Uh, I 
and then I don't I don't I don't take them into the program lah. Hmm, I see. So how do you actually measure the parents who are actually committing to the program or not? Is it from the attendance only or you have like any other ways that you see whether the patient is commit to the uh, coaching session or not? From the attendance, from the uh, homework, did, did, they, did they complete the homeworks given? Did they record the videos oh. as I asked? Did mm. they bring their child to the session when uh, I told them to? Then everything but so far uh when I did it in Sabah, everyone was very committed. Mm. They did everything. Uh, they did. They commit to the program very well. Mm. And then actually, we can see at the end of the program, we can see improvements. Improve mm. some uh improvement in their child. Mm. So it's a very interesting program. It's mm. a bit pricey. Okay, interesting. So it, this. Is this program only for speech therapy or um, actually parents can actually enroll and certify as well in this parent uh, coaching program? If, if I'm not mistaken, it's only for speech therapies. Ah, yeah, parents see. can be, after, speech, uh, after the speech therapist is certified mm-hmm. and then the speech therapist can be a coach to mm-hmm. the parents. Mm. But I don't think parents can be certified good. I think it's ah. for speech therapists only. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. So, so parents, whenever like you want to like get a parent coaching for Hannon certified speech therapist, uh, Hannon <laughs> certified professional, so maybe you have to like recheck whether the person is a, a certified speech therapist or maybe you can check back with at the Hannon website, whether is it a uh, uh, need for the coach to have a certified speech certificate or not, or they just become a certification under Hannon, they can already teach you or coach you how to interact with your child. Mm. Because there is some, that is important in order for you, the parents out there, in order to get, get the right intervention the the right assessment and the right techniques in order to um communicate with your child mm. so interesting interesting um story that you get there so listening to your story as well um i i believe that uh your time at sabah is quite hectic i would say because you have to see like 10 to 11 patients per day. So, how do you actually manage it? I was, I was just curious because I don't think I ever asked you this kind of question previously. So, so, I'm just wondering. How do you actually manage all the cases and then how do you manage your life actually? Basically, I don't have any, I don't have that much social life when I was in Sabah. <laughs> because... Mm. All I did was working, mm-hmm. and then um, um, when I uh, and then um, I went to work at se- uh, at seven thirty, and then I started to see my patient at eight, mm-hmm. until I'll stop when when I see all of them. I think mm-hmm. I usually habis 
Sri ni pukul satu lebih macam tu and then uh, continue in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So it was very hectic but my session because I don't have I don't have that much that much choice. So my session at that time um how the techniques that were used by the parents to teach their their child at home. So uh, it was more on consultation, coaching the parents on how to do this and that at home and then I'll demonstrate to them a little bit and then they try to do it and then I'll I'll say which area to improve and all. Mm-hmm. So uh, my session at that time was more on that. The parent mm-hmm. can really carry out what we plan during the session at home. Because mm-hmm. if not, then uh then uh kesian lah budak tu because i can only see him once in six months but then mm. i think now now it's better code because they have uh i think three speech therapists in hospitalika so i think uh things are much more better now in sabah Mm, I see. So you are like empowering the parents in order to like communicate with the child. Besides, yeah. the parents who are the one who spends the time more with the child, right? So, it, so it is a good strategy for you to use in order to like uh, empower them. How empower in terms of like um, coaching them how to communicate with your child and how to give the correct language stimulation to your child. So that they can like communicate effectively, right? Yes, true. Mm, yeah. So after, so right after you be in Sabah for like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then you are like transferred to northern region now. Uh, what yeah. do you think? What is the difference after you transferred from here to here? Oh, the difference so much different. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so here, uh, because in Sabah I only see pediatric cases, but mm-hmm. here in Sultana Bahia, mm-hmm. I see both pediatric and adult cases. So mm-hmm. here I see um more variety of cases lah. Like mm-hmm. in Sabah, uh, in Sabah is uh, uh, most of the cases are pediatric language, mm-hmm. but now here in uh Kedah. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my cases are pediatric language, and then I, I am able to see. I got to see adult, a quiet language, motor mm-hmm. speech problem, mm-hmm. voice problem, swallowing problem, feeding problem, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the variety of the cases, I got mm-hmm. to see more more variety of cases here in Adostala. Mm-hmm. And I still have, I also have. Uh, we also have. Uh, six ter- six speech therapists here in Alastar, but mm. of course the patients are way more than Sabah lah because yeah we have six trap uh, speech therapists here and then um, of course lagi banyak patient lah kat sana mm. only two speech therapists so um, patient untuk dua orang aja lah. Mm. So here um. One day I got to see six to seven patients, so mm. actually I can spend more time with the child, with the parents. Mm. Uh, so, ah, uh, yeah, less patient, but I got to spend more time with them, lah. 
So in terms of like uh, the difference between when you are in Sabah and we, in, when you are in northern region now is like you got to spend a more quality time with your patient, with, not yeah. only with the parents but also with the patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Because, I, uh, mm. because I, I, uh, here I can allocate more time for mm-hmm. each session. Mm-hmm. Previously, maybe only 20 to 30 minutes per session, which is not enough. Mm-hmm. I admit it was not enough, but here in Alustar, mm-hmm. one session usually lasts for 45 minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. one hour, mm-hmm. sometimes, depend on the cases lah. Sometimes for adult cases, usually for simple a, a quiet language problem, maybe sometimes 30 minutes only, mm. sometimes it goes until 40 minutes. It depends on the cases lah. Mm. How do you feel when you get to spend more time with your patient currently? Hmm, I feel that I can help them, them more because um, when you spend more time with your patient, you can actually, uh, the parents will tell you more about their kids and then you can actually uh, think more about how to manage your patient and also sometimes you got to manage the parents as well. You, you need to help the parents as well, especially for parents that uh, <clears throat> apa? Uh, have children and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Two or all of the children have autistic, for example. Mm. Then the parents must be in a lot of stress. So you have to help the parents. Mm. If not, the parents cannot help the child. So mm. um, here, thankfully, we have a good relationship with psychiatrists. Mm. So we can actually... Uh, Sometimes we can actually refer the parents to the psychiatry as well. Mm. If we refer the child and then we can together uh, in the referator and we can mention that the parents also in a great stress and everything, then mm. the psychiatrist will help to manage the parents as well. Lah. Mm. Wow, interesting point that you get there. Usually people will only like put the spotlight on the child. They didn't yeah. like put the spotlight on the parents who is like facing the daily struggles whenever they see the child. Um, they handle the child tantrums, the child needs, the child uh, other things, the child, all those things. Lah, I can't really get into my head what kind of <laughs> like verbs or nouns that I should use. But I believe people get, I believe you can get what I'm trying to say right now. So, so like, like you said just now, um, sometimes you do refer parents to the psychiatric, right? Mm-hmm. So, can you like share a little bit like a science? Because I, I personally haven't uh, have an experience to send parents to a psychiatric. Uh, I don't know whether this parent need um, uh, psychiatric help or psychologist help or a counsellor help. Can you like share a little bit how do you identify the signs that whether this parent need extra help from other professionals, not only from you? Because um, how to say? Uh, hmm. Actually, you can you can. Uh, you, 
I also can't really tell whether the parents need help or not. But usually, mm-hmm. usually, uh, if they tell you that they have problems, then you straight away know lah they have problems. Usually, mm-hmm. they will tell you. If they don't tell you, then I also cannot cannot sense that they have problems. Mm-hmm. But then usually when when but at first you the most important thing is you need mm-hmm. to make the parents feel comfortable with you you need mm-hmm. to make sure that the parent can trust you so that when they are comfortable with you when they trust you then they will start telling you more stories of what is happening at home mm-hmm. so then um uh then when uh they start telling you this kind of story then mm-hmm. you can sense that they are actually in a great stress so mm-hmm. you can suggest for them at that time you can suggest for them to seek professional help mm-hmm. and then uh usually uh mm-hmm. the parents that are in this kind of great stress mm-hmm. their children also needs to be referred to whether psychiatrist or pediatrician but usually uh, mm-hmm. we will refer them we will refer their children to psychiatrists mm-hmm. so that uh, when we write the referral letter mm-hmm. and then uh, we will also mention in the letter that the parents also have uh, need help usually mm-hmm. I'll I, I do that lah, mm-hmm. so that the psychiatrist is aware that uh, the child needs help and the parents also need help Mm. Some kind, of some something like that, because if you don't help the parents, then how how will the parents help the child? Because mm. we need the parents, we we cannot we cannot help the the child on our own. The mm. the child spend most of his or her time with the parents, so we need mm-hmm. to make sure that the parents can help and want to help the child. If the parents cannot help the child, that then it's a big problem of that. Mm, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree about what you are saying just now, especially about um, like we just discussed previously about um, the one who spends most of the time with the child is the main role or the main caretaker of the child. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, which reminds me. Um, there's a book that I read uh, from Akif Basri called Keiko. For example, like you yourself, you have a circle of someone who is like near to you. So there's uh, those who are nearest to you. Um, circle, they're the five punya circle lah. So one circle okay. is you and then the other one is we, he called Bulatan Dalaman. So like Inner circle. Inner circle, yes. <laughs> Inner circle. Okay. And then we have outer circle. And then okay. the other one is they have authority figure. And okay. the last one is the... Uh, what is this? Uh, pemimpin masyarakat. Govern... Government... Mm, government lah kot. Government kot. Uh. So... Okay, our leaders. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, our leaders, yes. So, yeah. actually, our part is only at the second last of the circle, which means we just can only provide service and help them. And yeah. uh, so, when we know that we are actually a part of the uh, more like 
towards the end of the circle, we can actually only like affect to the uh, person itself. Um, not not we cannot affect the person much so much, uh, because we just at the outer circle. If like yeah. we are at the the inner circle, maybe we can influence the person more compared to the authoritarian or the um, government. Okay. Uh, to summer summarize what you are saying just now with what I'm saying right now is that um, whenever we see a parent who is like uh, having some distress and we see that and then we want to help them, um, doesn't mean that we can actually help them a lot. Yeah. Uh, so in order to give them a very a better health, we need to like serve them to another professional that specialize into it. Yeah. Mm. But if you if they if they refuse to be referred to the psychiatrist then you can actually be a good listener to them. Maybe they just need a place or maybe they just need someone to rent their feelings. Yeah, so exactly. You just you just you just be a good listener to them. Now sometimes the session uh we only okay, the session is uh a forty five minute session and then sometimes I can only do uh a fifteen minutes activity with their child and then the other thirty minutes is focusing more on listening to the mother when the mother when the mother is starting when the mother is telling her stories and her problems and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So actually actually it's one way to help the family also. Mm. Okay. Maybe maybe the mother doesn't have anyone else to listen to her problems. Then mm. when she comes to you, she's familiar with you, she's comfortable with you, she trusted you. Mm. So she will start to tell you things that she don't usually talk with her family. So mm. you just need to listen to her. Be a good listener now. Mm, yeah. So when you like become a good listener to the mother, so the ma- mother feel less stressed, then yeah. the mother can help the child better, and yeah. the session becomes better as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> mm. So from our discussion, I do think that um, the spotlight is not only from the child, also the parents. Yes, the parents. And we also, need to help the parents. Uh-uh, yeah, we need to help the parents as well. And also, the speech therapist. Speech therapist has to see a lot of patients. And then she has to listen to all <laughs> this uh, venting and everything. And then she has her own problem also. <laughs> and she has her own problem also. Uh, Size uh, and emotional, uh, emotional, uh, roller coaster. Yeah, you know, I still remember that our lecturer used to say, mm. "Uh, you got, you got to put your your speech therapy hat whenever you enter your session." Mm. And then, uh, before before that, okay, you may be sad, you may be in, in a great, you may be feel sad, angry, or whatever. But once. Uh, you enter your session, you must wear your speech therapy hat. You must, you must pretend that you're okay. You're, you're going to play with a child. 
but how you're going to play with a child if you're sad, if you're angry, if you're in stress, you got to put your speech therapy hat. So mm. I still remember. So that's what, uh, that's one of the, of the advices that I still hold on until now. So whenever I feel stressed or I feel angry or I'm, I'm in a bad mood, once I enter the session, I'll wear my speech therapy hat and, and try to make the session as successful as possible. Sometimes it's not very successful, especially mm-hmm. when the child starts crying and everything. But mm-hmm. I try my best not to let my personal issues or my personal feelings affect the session. Lah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, you know what? I, I, I also remember that advice that I get from lecturers. But now, you know, I keep on, as I reading, listening and everything, um, some part of the advice is great. But then I don't agree with the fact that we cannot be sad. We cannot be angry at times when we are in, when, when are we, when in session. Or we are feel tired at a day. So, because I, I do, I, I do feel um, angry at times. I do feel sad at times. I do feel not in the mood at times. Whenever I have session with my patient, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> the what? kids can detect the feeling that I have. Yes, exactly. Usually, whenever I feel stressed or I feel angry or I'm not in the mood, usually the session won't be that great. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But but, but, but still, I put on the smile on my face. Yes, exactly. (laughs) The, the The child will always know that you're angry with them. But some child, they don't, they don't care. But then some child, they, they will know. Yeah, I I still I miss whenever I find that situation when I see that child because like oh they can actually understand what I'm feeling right now. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry, child. <laughs> yeah, they always know sometimes. But it's I, it's it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. Your our feelings are valid. <laughs> No, that we are we are human beings too. Sometimes we feel sad. Sometimes we are not in the mood. Sometimes we are tired. Sometimes we we feel exhausted. Sometimes mm. we feel stressed. But then, it's our job to help them. So sometimes I complain, complain, complain. Ah, lah, ramai ni patient ni complain, complain, complain. But then, this I still have to <laughs> to do this. So, yeah. Yeah, you can, we, we will complain of, of course mm, yeah because we, we choose human. we choose we choose the profession and we are human too so yeah of mm. course we are not perfect also mm, yeah 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 that's a deep 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 emotion that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so mm.